Well, well, well. I'm recording this, beginning this recording, actually, I should say, on Friday night. I tried a few times earlier, trying to get things going and recording in. Just wasn't hitting the way I wanted it to, so took a little break, checking out the draft and whatnot. I was like, let me give it one last shot before I finish the rest tomorrow. So I apologize in advance that this is not going up on Friday. This will be going up on Saturday. Before that, spent some time with some family, all that good stuff. You know, I saw some family that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Met two people, two little ones I had never met before. And it was nice seeing them. I became a jungle gym for all of two hours. That's how it goes with, you know, when they're eight and five. (laughs) I mean, bees what it bees. But I was checking through my tablet, looking up some news. Maybe I can talk about, you know, as the opener. And of course, of course, why not talk about the raw rating for the post superstar shake up roster? episodes this is from pw torch wade keller raw rating post superstar shakeup roster leads to sharp drop off in viewers week to week and within show and year to year Whew. let's get into it last night's uh, actually from the 22nd monday night raw and wsa network drew a one Point seven rating, the lowest rating since January 7th and down from last week's 1.88 rating for the Superstar Shakeup and the 2.02 for the post-WrestleMania edition. One year ago this week, Raw drew a 2.09 rating, and two years ago this week, it drew a 2.04 rating. You can smell the consistency from a mile away. The 2019 average so far is 1.86 down from 2.29 through this week last year and 2.27 through this week two years ago. In other words, this year so far is a sharp drop off from what had been a setting of ratings in 2018 and 2017 during this time of the year. The April average so far is 1.85 down from 1.93 last month and 1.88 two months ago and 1.8 in january the first hour drew 2.68 million viewers down 90,000 from last week the second hour drew 2.296 million down a sharp 400,000 from last week and the third hour drew 2.146 million also down 400,000 from the week uh, from the week prior the first to third hour drop off was 534,000, the biggest since January 21st. And this is this is the kicker here. This is the money quote of the article. That means while a modestly smaller audience tuned in at the start of the show, there was a cliff drop for the second and third hour. Viewers were not enthused by what they saw in the first hour, apparently, which featured the debut of AJ Styles on the Raw brand. Mm. I'm going to say that one more fucking time because it deserves to be said. That means while a modestly smaller audience tuned in at the start of the show, there was a cliff drop for the second and third hour. Viewers were not enthused by what they saw in the first hour, apparently, 
which featured the debut of AJ Styles on the Raw brand. That is huge. Absolutely huge. Seeing that actually being on on my tablet right now, looking at it. Let's just finish this off. In the Monday cable ratings, Raw finished behind two NBA playoff games on TNT with a 0.9, 0. 0.8, and 0.8 ratings in the key 18 to 49 demographic behind the 1.2 and 1.1 ratings in that demo for the NBA. In total viewers, the Rockets Jazz NBA game drew 2.963 million and the Bucks Pistons game drew 2.811 million, more than Raw's best hour. Nothing else on cable drew 2 million viewers or more. The NHL's top-rated game, Capitals and the Hurricanes, drew 992,000 viewers on NBC Sports Network. Think about this already. We're, what, three weeks removed, technically, from WrestleMania 35. And what they have done So far, really hasn't captivated many. Really hasn't captivated at all. Hasn't kept fans invested in the product. Because think about it, we're still moving people around. They're move, they're still moving talent. The B team I just read is going over to SmackDown. We found out the Hardys, Jeff Hardy in particular, I believe he's injured and they're going to have to be forced to vacate the tag team championships. I mean, Aleister Black, Zelina Vega, Andrade go back to SmackDown. It has that smell of they really don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's actually insulting to me. For them, they just had that one week. They even said the entire week it's going to be the Superstar Shakeup, not going, not bleeding into the next week. For reasons I can't comprehend try to figure out nor understand. It's ridiculous. And looking over at SmackDown, also by the article pulled up from Wade Keller, SmackDown rating, post shakeup rating closes gap with raw to 0.17 comparison to NBA and NHL game. This is also by Wade Keller. Uh, episode of SmackDown live on USA drew one, Five three rating and two point zero seven two million viewers, the lowest rating since the February fifth episode. Last week's episode drew us one point six two rating. The gap between Raw and SmackDown this week was point one seven. Last week it was point two six. The average gap so far this year, leading into this week, was point three. This number, if tracked over time, can reflect whether there's a shift in some viewers' interest in either brand relative to the other. For instance, if the gap shrinks, Roman Reigns might be a reason some Raw viewers began watching SmackDown instead or also. If the gap remains the same, it's a testament to the viewing habits and brand loyalty of viewers rather than caring in particular about a specific wrestler who were shifted. One year ago this week, SmackDown drew a 1.78 rating and two years ago it drew a 1.71. So the drop compared to recent years is sharp and alarming. You fucking think? You fucking think? 
The average through this week one year ago was 1.81 compared to 1.56 this year. Two NBA games and an NBA postgame show did all did better than SmackDown in the key 18 to 49 demo last night with the Thunder and Trailblazers game drawing 3.112 million and a 1.3 rating. The Net 76ers game drew 2.275 million and a 0.9 rating. The post show drew 1.791 million viewers and a 0.8 rating. SmackDown came in fourth in that key demo with a 0.7 rating and 2.072 million total viewers. The NHL game between Toronto and Boston drew 1.09 million viewers in a 0.5 demo rating. Also, Mr. and Mrs. drew 940,000 viewers in a 0.4 rating in the 19 to 49 demo, landing at number nine. The key. Okay, that was a weird flag, but okay. Just think about it for a second. Really think about this for a second. The Raw and SmackDown at the WrestleManias were to begin a new year. In air quotes. A new season of WWE, if you will. Everything starts off with the post-Raw and SmackDown Live at the WrestleMania. That didn't really hit all too well. I mean, there were some parts of it that was like, yeah, but the rest of it was just, mm. it doesn't. It didn't really hit the way I thought it would. And if you follow me on Twitter and you've seen my tweets from the last couple of weeks, you know, it just makes me not want to watch Raw again, of course. But SmackDown's kind of a little bit wonky in and of itself. I mean, the rating itself, what does it say? 1.53? Their lowest since February? Just coming out of WrestleMania and now going into Money in the Bank in like, what, three weeks? Three, four weeks? And I don't really think WWE planned this ahead of time. You would think for a superstar shakeup, I mean, granted, you have your, you know, your road to WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Fastlane, and then WrestleMania, you have that. But in that time, in that four month period, just like you would set up the Royal Rumble, now you're on the road to WrestleMania, you already have to start thinking. I'd say somewhere around, somewhere around like at least February, March, like somewhere between Elimination Chamber and Fastlane, you should have had this already in your head who's going where, where you're preparing for the next season because you already have your stuff at WrestleMania. You're already working on that. Why isn't the creative team... Actually, no, fuck that. Why isn't Vince McMahon really trying to bring out the best that WWE has to offer? I mean, you have... You, you you moved over names just for the sake of moving over names. Moving over names for the sake of moving over names. And I don't even think they have a clear thought in their head as to why they move certain people where. I mean, like I said, the bleeding into the next week, it was... It was, it was rather confusing because we, we, we had been told that it was just going to be the Superstar Shake-Up for the first two nights, and then they extended it the rest of the week. It, everything should have been done by the, like, pretty much, like, Friday. You know, you could have done picks over social media, trades, all that stuff. No, they really didn't, but I don't think they put too much thought in that shit. I honestly don't. Because if you really put any thought into this, I think that the product will be better off because of it. 
It really would. That's just, you know, not me throwing shade or anything like that. It's just, you know, make, it makes logical sense. It just makes sense. Plan ahead. And then you have everything set in motion. At that point, if you want to begin your storylines, you know, creatively, you might as well. It's no surprise, you know, when last year I was talking about them breaking their own, you know, viewership rating records. I think they did it like four or five times last year. And now they're getting, you know, SmackDown's getting 1.5s and Raw's getting like one point fucking eights. One point eights. The lowest since January. If it was still 2018, this would be the literally the worst viewership rating of 2018. They're hitting, and I really, really, really did. I, I'd stated it. I talked about it. I said it was going to get to a point where it's going to be one point something, one point nine, one point eight. Because WWE isn't doing what they're fucking supposed to do. You're bringing up talent from NXT and you honestly don't know what to do with them. The talent you already brought up from NXT, you're pretty much shitting the bed with them. And the crop before that, I think only literally right now, two of them are relevant in storylines. That would be Lacey Evans and Lars Sullivan. Now that he's over on SmackDown, he's going to be even more prominent. It's just, you can't, people who try to defend this, because people, there are people still out there defending WWE and what they're doing. At this point, how can you defend mediocrity? How can you defend poor product? How can you honestly defend the fact that while WWE is going literally in flames, all around you, the only three words you'll say, this is fine. This can't be defended anymore, people. And I'm not going to sugarcoat a damn thing. If Raw sucks, I tell you. If SmackDown Live sucks, I will tell you on Twitter. It's getting back to that point where I could watch Raw for like literally an hour and say, fuck it. We're back to that point. And no, I won't be watching Raw this Monday because it doesn't deserve my time. The last three weeks have pretty much shown me what I already need to know. Sure, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles for the Universal Championship. It was a fucking great idea. Just not right now. There's a thing called SummerSlam. I don't know if they ever heard of that. Build AJ Styles up to be the top contender. Not just throw him to the fucking fire because he's the hot hand right now and he's one of the, he's pretty much the top name you've got. Let that marinate. Had you kept Andrade over on Raw. Oh, I'm sorry. Andrade Cien Almas. I gotta say all of it. Because I don't believe in that one name shit. You could have had a few with Andrade for the Universal Championship. I don't think they would have done it with Drew because they had done that match one too many times. And just try to build people up. You know, get Samoa Joe on there, give him a shot. The Miz, you already got that. They've done that before, and that match was fucking awesome for the Intercontinental Championship. It was fantastic. 
when it gets to the point where insulting our intelligence is the norm, it's going to show. It's going to show every Monday and Tuesday. I just don't understand what they're doing anymore. I don't even think they figured it out yet. Like, honestly, if you play any sort of, like, 2K19 or Fire Pro uh, World Wrestling, I hope to buy that game pretty soon, because that game sounds... That game, I've seen gameplay of that, and it's fucking great. You can do so much with it. But you and I know. Universe mode? We can book it with our eyes closed. Any one of us, you know, who's a professional wrestling fan who understands it with the true common lot, you know, common sense and logic, and true reasoning and understanding, you know, continuity of storylines, you can knock it out of the park, no problem. I've done it before for WrestleMania 35, and I guarantee you, to still to this day, my card is better than theirs. I'm winding it up. If they keep doing numbers like this and AEW's double or nothing comes around, think about it. You know, people are hyped up about AEW and we still have a little like less than a month before AEW goes down. I think New Japan just had wrestling done Taku. I'm more than likely going to be talking about that. NXT, of course, you know, kicking their ass every single week. But when you look at the main roster right now in WWE, something's missing. There's there's a lot of somethings, I should say. And it all goes back to Vince McMahon at the end of the day. I'm telling you, the sooner he leaves for the XFL, the better WWE will off will be. They'll be so much better off once he steps back. And hopefully hands Triple H the keys and lets him run with it. Let's him have his season from, you know, the weekend after. Super Bowl weekend and however long that goes. Because if it was anything like the AAF, that shit would be done in like 10 weeks. But at least for that time period when he leaves until XFL pretty much either shits the bed or just completes their season and gets through it all, we'll be much better off if they give Triple H the keys to the kingdom. And that's as real as it gets. You see it on Twitter all the time. Vince McMahon sucks. This show sucks. Fuck this shit. What is this? Why are they booking this? I have seen the Triple H who's who booked this crap gif literally in the past like six months more than any other gif I've seen on Twitter without question. I've done it plenty of times myself. You've probably done it too. But it's sad. It's so sad. That at this point. 
like I'm willing to give them the shot. Raw, absolutely not. I don't have no faith in them whatsoever. So I will continue. I will go back to my hiatus of not watching Raw. Raw after Mania, meh. Superstar Shakeup Show, meh. Because they spoiled a lot of shit. They fucked up a lot of shit that night. First week after the Superstar Shakeup, trash. New Era, same old shit. It hasn't changed. So I will go back to just live tweeting for SmackDown Live. At least they give a fuck. Somewhat. And knowing that Road Dog stepping down from, you know, creative was an interesting move. I don't know if they're going to do it that now. He should have kept Ryan Ward. Because Ryan Ward was killing it when he was writing for SmackDown Live. Now that he's back in NXT, business as usual for NXT. I don't want, I mean, you have all this, like, and just looking on SmackDown Live, who they have now. Roman, Kofi is champion, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, best move of the whole thing. Still, I'm saying, you know, I wish Bobby Roode moved over to SmackDown Live, but I understand they're keeping him as, now, I'm sorry, Robert Roode. You know, Andrade comes back, Aleister Black goes to SmackDown Live, he splits away from Ricochet. They have a lot of talent. And like I stated before, SmackDown won the Superstar Shakeup. The talent they have over on Tuesday nights blows Raw out of the fucking water. But what you just heard from articles by Wade Keller and the ratings. Of this whole thing. It's crazy to me. It's really crazy. And now all of this controversy surrounding them. And people asking for their releases. Out the ass. The whole Sasha Banks nonsense. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to fix it. I do. I've said it plenty of times. They're not going to do it, though. They're not going to do what they need to do. They're just going to keep on doing what they've done. You can go on WWE's Twitter page and see all the new era shit you want. They can say what they want, but if they ain't backing it up, it doesn't mean a damn thing. For anybody, especially us that are watching it, I've seen it. I've seen it week after week. I talk to people on Twitter. Some may disagree with what I say, but I still talk to them. But it, I'm seeing more that it's getting to a point where you can't defend negativity anymore. You can't defend mediocrity, and most people settle for mediocrity, and that's fine. Do you? But as I've always stated, I'm a millennial with an old school flair. I don't think like most people do. Open your eyes, use your brain and follow the bouncing ball. And 95% of the time you'll get it right. 
I still have hope for SmackDown. I really, I really do. There's hope there, but it's not much. I want I don't I don't want WWE to fail. I don't want them to get consistent 1.8 1.5s over on SmackDown per week. Now you're now you're in the under two range. This is what I, this is what worried me the most. It worried me so much to the point where I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't want to see it happen. All this talent, all these people you have in creative, and somehow they can't fill a three-hour show. Even before WrestleMania, there were maybe one, two, maybe three, or four at most good segments on a three-hour show. Damn, my phone's sliding and shit. I'm literally, I'm literally just laying down on the couch talking. But it's just the more WWE continues to literally fuck over your intelligence, the more people are going to start walking away. And thank goodness we have NXT to hold us over. NXT UK, which I really need to start getting back into because I miss watching NXT UK, especially now that Volter's champion, boy. I hope they figure it out. I really do. Because now you have what? Money in the bank. The Saudi show. I don't think they have a pay-per-view in June that I know of. Because I know NXT is going to have a standalone show with San Jose. They'll come back in July probably. SummerSlam. Like right now their main priority should be Getting, starting from, you know, after the Superstar Shakeup to SummerSlam. That should be their goal right now. After that, switch everything up, lean towards Survivor Series. Once Survivor Series ends, that's when you start your WrestleMania. If anything, after SummerSlam, you should already start thinking about that in your head. September hits, okay, we really got to start ramping up. You know, yeah, we got Survivor Series in a couple months, but now we have to start the focus towards the Royal Rumble. Starting in September. Get to January, you already have your plan set, and boom, then you start your road to WrestleMania. This is this honestly shouldn't be that hard. They're treating it like it's calculus, trigonometry, algebra, and statistics all wrapped in one big-ass math burrito. I don't understand it. I haven't figured it out. To be honest, maybe I don't want to figure it out. I just want to... And I'm going to my sarcasm back. I just want to see WWE fail. Maybe I do. I don't know. It's the chaos that comes around in my head sometimes. But look at just the names you have on both brands. And you can't tell me you can't fill a three-hour show properly or a two-hour show properly. I'm hearing news that SmackDown maybe wants to go to three hours. I'm taking that with a huge grain of salt.
they won't do what they need to do. So what they will do is what they always done. New era, same old shit. I was actually going to have this as the opening segment of the show, of episode 68. But I saw this on my tablet and I'm thinking, you know what? I might as well just let this be a standalone thing. Because this needs to be brought out more. You need to criticize the product when they suck. I'm, I got the draft on my television right now. Okay. As a Seahawks fan, I want the, of course, just a fan of a certain team, you want the best for your team. But when they fuck up, you let them know about it. You pretty much, you know, go on social media and talk about it. Or whatever. You talk about it with your friends, you know, or whatever. I've won a root for them. But when they make it very difficult to root for, it becomes a fucking problem. Just, just, man. Just 1.8? 1. 1. fucking 8. And then you got one five threes for SmackDown, and you know Fox is not going to have any of that come October. And that and that just popped in my head. You got Fox getting this all this ready for you, Vince. In what? Six months? Less than six months? Less than six months before you move SmackDown over to Fox and you're putting out 1.5 fucking three rating. I'm telling you, people, open your eyes and open your mind. Really see what they're trying to really see what they're doing and realize how much you you're going to be pissed off at what they do. I said this from day one. If you don't like what I'm saying on this program, this ain't the show for you. And WWE is failing. And there's there's no other way to put it now. They have six months before Fox shows up and says, hey. What you got for me? And to be honest, I said this before, I think Fox executives honestly just should reconsider that contract. I mean, yeah, now we got the whole, you know, rumors of Ronda Rousey and that got killed when she wants a baby. Brock Lesnar, there were rumors of him maybe going over to SmackDown since he's a free agent. A TV show on Fox Sports. You know, I don't know if it's a weekly show, but they're going to be talking about WWE, what's going on with Raw and SmackDown, hopefully with NXT. And I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know what their process is going to be between now and SummerSlam. It doesn't even worry, make me worried anymore. It's just a matter of what do what do they think they're going to do? What do I think they're going to do? I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. 
I know what I'm not going to do. And that's watch Raw anytime soon. I'll still keep my eye on SmackDown because I believe in the in the brand. But like I said, it's NXT, NXT UK, and then it's, you know, SmackDown and Raw fighting for third and fourth. They need to figure this out immediately. Because if they don't, it's going to bite them in the ass. Worse than it ever has before. You already have fans leaving your, walking away from your product. I'm not saying they're canceling the WWE Network in droves, but some probably are. I hope for their sake, they can turn this around with this after the shakeup. Not Raw. Raw's got Raw got fucked. SmackDown's their hope now. SmackDown's their A show. I don't know what they're gonna do anymore, and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that.